Hey. How are you doing today? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. My name's Sammy. And I'm Michelle. And welcome to Pop, Pop Culture Diner. Diner. <laughs> <laughs> we're so coordinated. It's like we're in the same room, but we're not. Crazy how that works. I do you totally dance a little bit when the song comes on? Yeah, I totally do. It's so dancey. It's so good. It really is good. Good job, thank Sammy. You, internet. Oh, thank. <laughs> I thank you. Thank me. I thank the internet. You know. Whatever. Whatever's clever. Okay, so this is exciting because this is episode two, but we're finally, finally, ugh, after so much time, we're finally getting to talk about the show that made us want to do the podcast in the first place. Right. We're going to talk about Riverdale, which was like the genesis of this idea. So we've been talking about it for a few weeks, and I guess that's why it feels like finally we're here. Finally. It's all coming together, finally. I know, and I have like all these notes that are just dying to leap off the page into my mouth. Or out of my mouth. (laughs) Into my my mouth. If you're eating your notes, oh my god. I was like, well then that means they stay there. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to go into my mouth and then back out of my mouth. Yes. As words and thoughts. Um, (laughs) okay, so before we start, I know that you said you wanted to talk about kind of like our introductions to Archie, like how each one of us found Archie and like our experience with it before seeing Riverdale. Yes. So do you want to go first? Okay, I'll go. I was just going to ask you to say I can go first, though. That's totally fine. Yeah. Um, okay, so... I think I was probably like five or six when I started reading Archie comics because my mom loved Archie when she was growing up. So she had like, I don't even know how many, a ton of Archie comics. The sad story about that is that she got rid of all of them before she had me because she was like, well, I don't know why I'm keeping them. And who knows if my kid would even like Archie. And so like, I think, I don't know if she bought me one or if I saw one in a grocery store, but like it happened one way or another like that. And then she was like, I wish that I knew you would have been this obsessed with it because guess what? I had all these that you didn't get to have. It's like so rude. Um, But I was like hardcore into Archie and I had like 300 Archie comics and like would seek them out at antique stores and stuff so I had the new ones that came out but I also bought like a bunch of old ones and I mean I'd say the most recently I bought Archie was like when they did that wedding stuff oh so you did buy those yeah I didn't buy all of them but I think I got most of them like five or six issues of Archie gets married um so yeah definitely hardcore and then like There was, like, that show Archie's Weird Mysteries. I watched a little bit of that. I watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Of course, I've seen the Josie and the Pussycats movie. Of course. (laughs) Did you hear they're going to put out the soundtrack? Oh, interesting. Um, Yes. I know. (laughs) Like, okay, admittedly, I saw it on Facebook, so I'm not sure if it was true or not, and I meant to read more, and I never got around to it. So I'll, like, put that as homework. Like oh yeah back. yeah please report back next episode with yes. whether that's actually happening 
But yeah, like, I don't know. And I wasn't, like, crazy into that movie. But I love Sabrina. And I watched, like, a bunch of the... There's, like, some other Sabrina cartoons. I watched those. And so I was really excited when I heard, like, oh, Dark Archie. You know, I was like, yeah! Like, that sounds awesome. I'm totally in. And then... Like, it got such good reviews, and then it was one of those things where I was like, I really gotta get to watch this, and then I didn't get to, I didn't start watching it until, I don't know, a few weeks ago, or like a month ago, on Netflix, and now I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait for the next season, like, it's gonna be so good, so that's kind of from, from the beginning to now, that's, (laughs) that's where we are. Yeah, all right, that's, okay, so you are way more into it than me then (laughs) (laughs) so we'll see how well I can keep up um and I don't remember what came first but yeah like Archie Comics used to be at least like the digests yeah would be at like supermarket end caps and stuff like when Mm -hmm. you would check out but like my parents got divorced like I don't even remember how old I was but I was pretty young And my dad um, lived in Hotel Wisconsin um, because he worked in Milwaukee. We lived in Kenosha, which is like 45 minutes from Milwaukee. And I would visit him on weekends. And so on like Saturday mornings, we would get up and we'd walk to the Grand Avenue because Big Boy was at the Grand Avenue. And there (laughs) used to be this comic book seller on the corner of, is that third in Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah. And my dad would just buy me like the latest stack of Archie comics, like between the last time we hung out and, you know, that time. Yeah. So like I'd always come home then with just like a pile of Archie comics, like some of the Josie and the Pussycat ones that they did. So I was like into it when I was younger. (laughs) Um, Also, totally into the Josie and the Pussycats movie. Like I ride hard for that movie. <laughs> so you're like more into that than I am, I think. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like it was totally my thing. I was so excited about it when it came out. Um, especially because like Alan Cumming and Parker Posey were in it and like Right. I love that. Parker Posey is amazing. And Parker Posey's everything. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so but that's it. Like pretty much like once my dad Um, moved away from Milwaukee that was kind of the end of it for me so I was also excited when I heard that um, they were going to do a show and it was going to be dark and I was like okay and it's a CW and I like watch a lot of CW so I like automatically trusted that it was going to be great yeah Um, for sure yeah but I only finished like by the time you said that you had watched it I probably had finished it like a week or two before that. Well, yeah. So that's so we're about on the same page for like when we when we were watching it and stuff. For sure, because yeah, I had to wait for Netflix to watch right. it. Right, right. Oh my gosh! But you know that you can catch anything on the CW for free on their website, right? Oh, for sure, because I totally catch iZombie. Yeah, yeah, but I it's didn't just realize hard. that. Yeah, that's true. It's not as accessible as Netflix. Yeah. Um, Because that's... Okay, I love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, well. Like, yeah, it's so good. It's amazing. And <laughs> it's like one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. And I 
was so excited and we had just like dropped cable and we got sling and I realized oh there's no CW on demand and so then I bought the whole season on Amazon and then realized oh wait I could have watched it for free but it was okay because I was like I gave them money like that's fine because I love them so yes that is exactly how I felt too because yeah I bought the second season too on Amazon yeah it's so good it's so good I was like it's worth the $20 um Okay, so I have been re-watching the season with my husband, Steve, because um, he hadn't watched it with me. And I wasn't, like, I wasn't quite sure I wasn't going to force him to watch it because I was like, well, I don't know if this is going to be his kind of a thing. And then I showed him the first episode and he was like, oh, that was good. I really like it. And now he's, like, told some people to watch it. So... You've made a fan. Yeah, so he's re-watching it along with me while I take notes. And it's kind of fun to watch it a second time, too, and see if there's anything new that I'm noticing. There are definitely some things where I'm like, ooh, I appreciate this more. I didn't realize that this was happening. So, I don't know, at least that was my experience re-watching it. For sure, same. Yeah, like, there are things where I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm doing the same thing with Game of Thrones, like going back to the beginning and also watching currently. And it is just interesting to see connections that you never saw before. Yeah. So it is a fun exercise. Especially with the mystery, you know, when you're like, oh, I kind of know what happens when the season ends. This, yeah, it gives you a new perspective on everything. Absolutely. And then you, I think the first time through, like I really wasn't getting the, dynamics between the families yeah and now I'm like that's so much more clear this time through yeah I yeah and I wasn't sure how much of that was like we're supposed to figure that out right away you know what I mean oh yeah good point yeah like like, that's unraveling as the story does as well yeah because there's a lot of anger that you're like I don't really get it and then you realize like I mean, obviously, in a show like this, things get deeper as you go along. And you realize something that seems superficial has a lot more substance to it, and then it makes more sense. And I feel like that's what a lot of the drama is in the show, where you're like, oh, it's just surface stuff. And then you're like, no, it's so much more. (laughs) So much deeper. So much deeper than I ever thought, exactly. So. So should we start at the top? Yeah, let's start at the top. Okay, so the episode opens, and it's so, like, romantic and dreamy and retro, and I feel like an homage, right, to original Archie, like, Mm -hmm. hearkening back to when it was created. But we meet characters, if I'm not mistaken, who did not appear in the comics, right? Which ones? The Blossoms. Oh, actually, um... I know Cheryl did. I can't remember, Jason. I feel like I looked it up. But Cheryl Blossom was big, but she came in the 90s, okay. I want to say. Okay. And she had her own run of comics, so I have a bunch of Cheryl Blossom comics, too. And she was like, I want to say she was an actress. It's weird, because like, I need to go back and read some of my Archies now, because I'm like, they draw from the characters, and they definitely take creative license and do different things, but... She was like a star, and she she came in and gave Veronica a run for her money. So that's the role that she played in the comic. Like, 
oh, now Archie has a third love interest, and she's a redhead. Oh, how And funny. she's just as rich as Veronica, if not richer, and she's got this whole career going for her, like, you know, look out, Ronnie. And it made Veronica look like Betty, basically. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that was kind of like the hierarchy in the comics. I f- just like Jellybean, where like Jellybean wasn't around all the time, but sometimes I feel like Jason might have kind of been like that, but I don't really remember him. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm like Googling. I need to Google. <laughs> type. Whatever. We're going to Google in this. I just have to see. Okay. Of course, I'm getting all of the. Maybe not. Because I'm, when I'm Googling, I just find his... Oh, there he is. Yeah. Okay, so there was some... It looks like there was some Jason. Okay. Yeah. Because he kind of looked like a red-headed... Um, oh, but you know what? It was like in a digital exclusive. I wonder if it was like a newer thing. I don't know. He kind of looks like a red-headed Reggie. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Whereas on the TV so, show, he looks like a red-headed vampire. It's- yeah, but like, okay, oh, here, I just found the issue. Oh, my God. Okay, so Betty and Veronica Double Digest number 160 was where Cheryl Blossom appeared. Okay. In this issue, who is Cheryl Blossom? And it was like, who's this girl? It was, oh, man. Yeah, and I'm there's totally jo- oh, yeah, Jelly Bean was the baby sister. I remember Jelly Bean now that I'm looking through some of these. But it was like... Oh, yeah. So it says her rich twin, Jason. So Jason was kind of in it, but it's not like he really took the forefront. I can't remember how often he really, he really appeared. Because, like, Cheryl was, like, all that in a bag of chips. And and Archie was, like, obsessed with her. And so then Betty and Veronica, like, bonded more because she kind of stole the show. Right. So then I guess it makes sense if they decide to off him in... Oops, I'm jumping ahead, but well, not that far ahead. No, not that far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Since he's kind of a non-entity in the comics, he's just hanging around um, the TV show. So we start meeting them, Jughead's narration, mm-hmm. and we see that they're driving to um, the lake. Yeah. And you don't really know what they're going to do. But they're in a boat. Yep. They're paddling. And then... uh, I think you're missing the most important part is that they're dressed completely in white. You're right. It's so creepy. That is why I have a note where I'm like, is this a suicide pact? (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's like totally felt like that you know and yeah and Jughead starts with by saying you know our story begins with what the Blossom twins did this summer and and you know they took an early morning boat ride on July 4th and it's like so creepy they're just like paddling in this boat and giving each other like knowing smiles and so they're the first people we're introduced to and then and then and Jason then, disappears mm-hmm. so then we meet so then people gather by the banks of the lake, and that's where we meet Betty's parents. Right. But also, Dilton makes a brief appearance in here. Can't forget about Dilton. You're right. Dilton Doily. <laughs> and How... of course, he's a Boy Scout troop leader. Of course, and he is 
they are on one of their little, whatever they call it, retreats yeah. in the woods at the same time that this is going down with the Blossoms. Yeah, for sure. So I just, sorry, I just wanted to make sure that we mention Dilton because I'm sure he gets ignored a lot. Well, Poor little nerd. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny because he does. And he does mm-hmm. get his little time to shine later. Yeah. But not yet. Yes, not yet. Not yet. But continue, yes, the Coopers, we meet the Coopers. And this is where we start to get an inkling of the bad blood between the Blossoms and the Coopers. And we're not sure why. And right. Mrs. Cooper even, like, she said, I hope in his final moments that he suffered. <laughs> and I don't remember hearing that the first time I saw the episode. And I was like, whoa. I mean, she is, like, extra right out the gate. Like, <laughs> and it's, you feel like it has to be something pretty dramatic for her to be talking about a teenager this way. For sure. Like, he's a kid. Yeah. And at this point, nobody knows what happened to him. Right. But she is who she is. Yeah, she sure is. <laughs> and then we get a little Pika Jughead, too, mm-hmm. um, being a reporter, taking in the scene. And then he tees up another mystery that rolls into town. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when we meet Veronica and her mother, Hermione, yep. and, and Smithers. And Smithers. I I wrote Smithers. Yay. (laughs) I loved Smithers in the comics. I was like, yeah, Smithers. Well, speaking of minor comic characters who they still like, you know, obviously Pop's Diner would play a role in it, but I was still so happy that Pop is also in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. It's just those little, like, nuggets that fans, like, appreciate, but also, like, do not create a barrier to entry for people who weren't part of that yeah, world. Sure. Well, in Hermione, like, I had to Google when I first watched the show because I was like, I do not remember Hermione Lodge. And apparently she was in some issues, but, like, not that often. It's like everybody remembers, you know, Hiram, but not Hermione. So right, right. I was like, this is kind of interesting to see a mother-daughter relationship because her dad in the comics is, like, so at the forefront. Yes. He, like, anytime you go to her house, it's him and Smithers. So I was kind of surprised that, you know, they flipped things around like that. It was kind of cool. Yeah, that is really interesting. Um, and then also, um, I sh- know I should have looked this up more, but also in the comics, what I like on the show is that they are Hispanic. Yeah. And Veronica will even, we hear later, like, she'll speak um, Spanish. Yeah, for sure. What I totally loved about this TV adaptation is they weren't, like, precious about, you know, oh, everybody has to look exactly the way that they do in the comics. Right. And as far as I know, no one's gotten upset about it. I can't imagine, like, Archie fans getting upset about that. No, I well, so. and especially like CW fans too. Now, exactly, like, we're yeah, in a post exactly. in the Virgin like, world, <laughs> right? Exactly, and it's just like it's not a big deal, you know. Yeah. Like it's just like no one, you know what I mean? It's just like it just is. It's just yeah, they're comic book characters, and yeah, we're taking license all over the place. So right, you know, 
let's not have all the characters be white. I mean, not like all of them are in the comics, but definitely a lot more of them are. So it was cool to see, like, all right, we can, you know, mess around with this a little, and it's totally makes it look more like a real town. Right. And also that it's just, like, it's just there. It's not Mm -hmm. like a this is a big deal or, like, this is way different. It's just like, okay, this is what it is and moving on. You know. Right. Well, and that's like crazy ex-girlfriend, totally same type yes. of treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, I don't know, it's just life. Right. Exactly. You don't have to make a big deal out of it. Yeah. Okay, so they roll into town too, and we're not sure yeah. why. Um, but we know that something has taken them away from their home in New York. Mm-hmm. And then we finally meet Betty. Betty! Betty! And of course, she looks like the Betty we know. She's prim and proper, and her hair is in a ponytail. And she's talking to Kevin, though. Yeah. Not who we thought maybe she'd be talking to right away. Um, and she's getting ready to catch up with Archie because they've been away from each other for an entire summer. And we find out that, oh, so then when we do finally see Archie, it's through Betty's window, which Mm -hmm. in a way is kind of perfect. Um, and he became hot. Yeah, I love when Kevin's just like, Archie got hot. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that <laughs> as I mean, an adult watching a teen show and <laughs> how am I supposed to feel I don't know well he's an adult so don't worry you can feel okay <laughs> that's true I was like is he of age yeah <laughs> can I find him attractive <laughs> <laughs> and feel okay about it yeah IMDB was like go for it I was like all right um <laughs> I also love that they tell us repeatedly throughout the episode why he got hot and, like, yeah. how he got built. <laughs> well, because, okay, so, like, I think this is great, though, because Archie, it's, like, the great mystery of the comic is, like, how is Archie getting all these women? <laughs> right. Like, clearly, Reggie is more attractive, you know? Like, yes. Yes. objectively, Reggie is much more attractive. Archie, right. and also, he's, like, like, even Dilton is, like, more thoughtful, you know what I mean? Yes. Archie's just like a dingus. So you're like, why does he get all these women? He's like totally clueless. You know, he like screws up all the time. He's got a junker of a car. How does he get all these women? And here it's like, okay, no question. Look at those abs. Right. <laughs> like, oh, yes, that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I love that he's just like, yeah, I poured concrete. You know, that's why. <laughs> and you're like, because you know that there's just a bunch of people like me who read the comics and go, Archie cannot be that hot. What the hell? What are you doing? <laughs> and then he's like, no, I poured concrete. And you're like, oh, okay. Okay, we get it. Fair enough. We'll allow it. <laughs> I also totally loved, before we totally skate over Kevin, I loved that Kevin was in it because he's kind of a newer character. I mean, he feels new to me because I'm old. But I was really excited because it was a big freaking deal when Kevin debuted. It was like, the first gay character in Archie, Kevin, you know? (laughs) And so I was like, well, they better have Kevin. And then I was like, right away, here's Kevin. I was like, yes. 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 This is really, I mean, you know, it was like, I was pretty on board pretty quickly 
with like the early choices they were making I was like all right I know I'm gonna like this I'm not worried anymore (laughs) (laughs) I was like able to let go and just enjoy it and you know kind of make those comparisons along the way like why is Archie hot (laughs) okay fair enough right that they that they took the time to like come up with something that we could buy yeah for that yeah for sure Okay, so then we finally get the two of them together, mm-hmm. and they're at Pops, and um, Betty had done some literary fellowship where she met Toni Morrison, who dropped... I know, I was like, what the hell kind of... <laughs> You're a high schooler. Right. Did that not blow your mind? Well, I don't... I guess I glossed over that part because I was still just like, okay, how does this girl consider Toni Morrison a hero? And then how does Toni Morrison actually talk to her? Like, yeah. that was where I was stuck. But I was like, seriously, how did she even end up at a fellowship with Toni Morrison? I was like... <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, what kind of town is this? Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, is this like a, you know, a feeder town for Ivy Leagues or you know what I mean? Like, I guess I never thought about Riverdale that way, but maybe it is. You've got these rich families. Right. You know, but that's that's what I was starting to think. Like, what kind of connections do they have at that high school that she got to go to that? Yeah. Like, it's not just some like backwater town it's actually got like something going for it secrets oh and money (laughs) secrets and money (laughs) but then this is also then oh so what we didn't bring up when betty and kevin were talking in betty's bedroom it's all about this like will betty finally like reveal her feelings for archie because they've been best friends for like since birth yeah but betty now wants to take it to the next step and she's finally like getting up the courage to say something and in walks miss veronica yeah (laughs) so i'm gonna tell you right now i do not like veronica (laughs) what i love comic book veronica she was my favorite and perhaps that's why I feel so strongly against Riverdale, Veronica. See, that's funny because Betty is my favorite. Oh, that's funny. And <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Jughead is honestly my favorite. But out of the girls, Betty is my favorite. Okay. But Jughead was always my favorite character. I think I have more Jugheads than like anything else. But, <laughs> um, but I, but I feel like Veronica in the comics sometimes was like way more stuck up than she ended up being on the show yeah and i think i liked that about her oh (laughs) see i was like i like this veronica because she's a little more chill and i believe the friendship more it doesn't feel as competitive and that's kind of nice Oh, that's so interesting because my perspective was just like, why are you trying so hard to make this happen? Like, you two are not the same. It's not going to happen. (laughs) It's not trying to make it happen. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Stop trying to make this friendship happen. Like, it's just. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so weird. I can't believe that you thought that way. See, I was like, well, they got to do that because. Well, see, I was thinking about it from a TV perspective. Like, Absolutely. Like, they have to be friends because there's right. going to be so much other stuff going on that 
we've got to, I mean, not like they were friends right off the bat. We see that. But they've got to be friends throughout the show because other, I mean, like there's all this other stuff. In the comics, it's like they're not trying to solve mystery. Well, I mean, not that many mysteries. <laughs> Sometimes they solve <laughs> mysteries. But they're not, you know what I mean? They're not trying to solve a murder or something like that. They can be at odds because that's like the most drama that's going on is like, you know, Betty and Veronica vying for Archie's attention, Reggie getting whoever <laughs> doesn't end up with Archie in that particular you issue. Know, yeah. Issue. Yeah. And like, that's just kind of the way that things go. Um, but here I thought, well, you've got to make their friendship deeper because otherwise it's like. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't buy it as much without it. So that's really interesting that you do not like this Veronica as much. Right. Yeah, and I totally agree with you, like, that that needed to happen. It just, especially as we get into the conflict later, where it's just like, can we give this room to breathe? Like, Mm. I don't know. But we can talk about that when we get there. So. Okay, so we know, well, we find out once Veronica is introduced to Betty and Archie that um, Betty is going to be Veronica's mentor um, because she's the new girl to school. Right. And so let's just jump to that first day of school. So um, this is... Wait, real quick. Sorry. No. I keep backing us up. I'm like, one sec. Okay. One thing that I really love about this Veronica is how often she references like books and oh. other like other things like that, like yes. film and all kinds of things. Like she's just like showing her New York cards like all over the place. <laughs> I think it's really funny. Like she comes in and she's like, I'm breakfast at Tiffany's. But this place is strictly in cold, in cold blood. blood. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> and so then I just kind of kept my antennas up for every reference that she made. And I think I caught most of them. <laughs> but that was the was... first one that I was like, ooh, that's so good. I totally remember at least one other one. But yeah, so you'll have to like point those out as we keep going. Yeah. I did think that was funny too. Because, well, at least then it was like, okay, well, she's not dumb. So, oh, no, definitely not. That's a point. She's worldly. Have yes. you not noticed? She's from New York. <laughs> right, because as we'll hear about the dance, it's no Met Ball, but whatever. Yeah, it'll do. Yeah. It'll do. <laughs> um, and wait, bef- when they get to school, we've already passed the, the little scene with Mrs. Cooper, right? Oh, well, I was... Actually, so I need to organize my notes better because I wrote first day of school, colon, begin to feel weight of parental expectations. Oh, yes. And we can totally talk about that conversation with Alice. I mean, just really, I took a couple notes I, I, on here just tell, like, we, this is when we first start seeing that Mrs. Cooper has high expectations for Betty and for her kids in general. Right. But definitely like relying on Betty to be perfect because she was like, just think of your poor sister, mm-hmm. you know, saying that all boys are like Jason Blossom. I need you to be smart. I need you to stay focused. And then she gives Betty Adderall. Yes. Which yeah. this is so just another thing that this series is doing where it's like, 
these are just realities of today's world. Mm -hmm. So they're going to like introduce it, but it's not like a, Betty, you're on Adderall. Like, it's not like a thing. It's just like, this is her reality and it's presented matter of factly um, and without stigma. And then they even just deal with how she deals with her emotions and anger and things like that, which I find very, the way they treat these things, I like to say. Yeah, I think think some of it gets made to be a bigger deal later on, but not right away. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think like a bigger deal in service of the story, not Mm -hmm. like as the story itself, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so we have, like, that, we learn a lot through that conversation, Um, but then we also, like, have that conversation that Archie has with his dad, Fred, who is played by Luke Perry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and actually, we can't not talk about Betty's mom, too, and I'm not going to say her name right, Uh, (laughs) so I'm going to totally butcher it, but Madchen Amek? Anik? I don't know. Yeah, well, she was in Twin Peaks, which oh, is... Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, which is funny because you can totally see the Twin Peaks influence in this show. Oh, there's so much, like, weird, yeah, weird darkness and preciousness and all that right. secrets in every corner type of feel. And then, of course, Luke Perry from 90210, like, another teen drama... It's just so perfect. I'm I'm making an ongoing list of the 90s television stars who appear (laughs) in the series because there's more to come. I know. Oh, my gosh. There's some good ones. (laughs) There are. Really? I got very excited. It's just really cool. Like, it's a show for everyone. Yeah, they did a great job bringing the young people people that people will like. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) <laughs> so we get to school and we start meeting more people in the Archieverse. So we mm-hmm. meet Reggie and Moose. Yeah. Okay. Red Reggie, I do not like in the show <laughs> at all. Do Reggie, tell. Ugh, Reggie has so much. Like he actually has redeeming qualities in the comics. Yes. He's not always a jerk. Like, he acts like a jerk. But that facade slips off real fast. Yeah. You know, he's always comforting Betty. He knows he's the second stringer, you know, but he's still, like, he would not leave her hanging. He would take her out. You know, he's a sweet guy. Like, he sometimes, like, schemes and whatever, but it usually blows up in his face. And, you know, I don't know. He just, there's a lot to like about Reggie in the comics. Like, this is all, okay, this is all I wrote after Reggie came on. Bro! (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm nothing more really needs to be said. (laughs) I'm just like, no. Because that is all there is. I was surprised to see Moose without Midge. Yes. Yeah. We don't. Where's Midge? Do we see her at all? No. No. No, we do not see Midge. She is referenced, but she is, she is not seen. But she's not seen. No. And then I was super excited because um, we also meet all three of the Josie and the Pussycats. Yes. And they are all black. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which 
which made me so happy. <laughs> oh my god. And oh my god, they are it's so cool how they're creating that like girl group yes aesthetic early on and oh I I really I mean I I know it's like we saw the season so we're trying not to get ahead of ourselves but like I love what they did with the band and me too yeah yeah so yeah it it just gets more exciting from here it does but right they're already like mini supremes like yeah play their own instruments but yeah for sure yeah um okay so already at this point I wrote a note did you notice this how many times they use the term ginger oh (laughs) i only caught it one oh but real quick backing up i need to i need to uh bring up two more references that ronnie makes before we start talking about the pussycats full full tilt oh uh uh-huh okay one she talks about the decorations in the place being like the lost epilogue of our town (laughs) that was good that was really good um and then um, Ronnie also s- talks about Blue Jasmine. Yes. And so I was like, okay, great, great. Okay. So anyway, yes, I love, <laughs> I wrote about Josie and the Pussycats. I wrote, they're so hardcore. They even practice in cat ears. Yes. And then chastise Archie for staring. <laughs> yeah. She's like, we're building a brand. <laughs> Which is only something that you can say in like 2017. Um, it's for my brand, so. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. But yeah, I I loved that she said, "Read my glossed lips, Justin Ginger Lake." Not gonna happen. <laughs> Which at that point, that's been like the fifth reference to gingers. See, that's the first ginger that I heard. So I don't know. Yeah, I think I was just like, "Archie's oh, hot." Um. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm particularly sensitive to it um, just because it's like, well, you have like at least at this, well, four, four or five redheads on the show. Yeah. So like, isn't it their world and we're just living in it? Like, how dare we call them (laughs) genders? I mean, really, though, like the... Yeah, like the Archie verse, like really, Archie runs the show, whether we like it or not. So whatever, <laughs> we can call him Justin Ginger Lake, right? I love that Ronnie <laughs> called him a redheaded Ansel Elgort. Oh that was gosh. also really good. I, really I grabbed good. everything she said. I was like, <laughs> yes, yes. So I just, I love her for all that stuff. Oh, that is so funny. Okay. <laughs> I think I appreciated it the first time around. And then started to tire of her towards the end. And so now mm. rewatching it, then it's just like, I just don't appreciate a word you say. <laughs> and I was like, I appreciate you more because I'm noticing all the little things that you pepper in. But I think the reason that she's doing it, and we'll have I'll have to see when I'm taking notes as the rewatching goes on, if I notice that kind of fall away. But I feel like she's stuffing them in in the beginning to be like, I'm worldly, I'm new, check me out, you know, mm-hmm. I'm what's happening, I'm blowing up right now. Um, sorry, I just started quoting Scott Pilgrim. It's fine. <laughs> um, but I think she did that, like, it's always insecure being the new girl. Like, I was the new girl, I totally get it, it's weird. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think she's like, I'm going to set the tone as the new girl, 
being the one who like makes all these references and is really worldly and of course like you know like bonds with her new gay bff right out the gate you know like she was like this is who i'm gonna be here and then i i in my memory that kind of started to go away but I'll have to, I don't know, I'll have to take note of that. Yeah, well, and then that's interesting because if we, like, go along with your thoughts on that, you know, it could also just be, like, a, I'm way more interesting than the scandal that is following me, right? Yeah, like, for sure. So, like, I don't want to be defined by that. Like, mm-hmm. instead, I want to be defined by this. So let me just make myself seem so interesting that, like, when that comes out, which is right away... <laughs> like hopefully you guys already like me or think that there's other things going on that you won't yeah. just like, totally ostracize me. It just kind of felt like that to me, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I just realized we're not even at the title sequence yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. You are so right. We're not. <laughs> okay. Oh <my> God. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so, okay. Well, actually we're almost, almost there because then we go to our school assembly Mm-hmm. Um, and we notice that there are looks be well, you know, so everybody's talking about Jason, of course, and what happened over the summer. Um, but then we notice this interaction between Archie and a certain teacher. Yes. And <laughs> through like for people who should be keeping things under wrap, certainly are looking at each other a whole lot in yeah, front a of lot. a lot of people. Not obvious, guys. <laughs> at all so we find out that Archie had a summer fling with Mrs. or Ms. Grundy yeah Miss Grundy (laughs) who has the biggest classes ever (laughs) okay this is what I loved that they're like we're gonna try to make Miss Grundy look a little frumpy because in the comics Miss Grundy is super old (laughs) And not attractive. <laughs> At all. She looks like an old lady jughead in the comics. <laughs> and so then you see this. I was like, um, that was the one thing that I was like, I will accept all of these changes to these characters. Why does Miss Grundy look like that? I was yeah. like, it took me a while to like relinquish that. Because I was just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, this doesn't have to be you know, pretty little liars. <laughs> Do we really need to have an affair with a teacher? Like, well, I, yeah, I feel like Dawson started it. And so like, that's just what we get with our teenage we, we just We just get that in our high school CW shows. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sure it, well, I'm sure it happened in other ones that came before it too, but I think we remember Dawson. Sure. Clearly. Okay, so then we get the credits. The credits. Yay. But yeah, they were making out they were making out in a bug in the rain. Okay. <laughs> were they just making out in the bug in the rain? No, they were making out in the bug in the rain on July fourth. Wait, do we know that at that point? I don't really know. It was like a flashback. And then there's the title. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Then Archie is chasing after Miss Grundy and he even called her Geraldine to get her attention. I thought that was kinda of bold. I did too. Once again, because it's not supposed to be out in the open. Yeah, and then he's like, "Can we talk about uh, music?" Like, not obvious. Okay, okay, dude. Uh huh. Like so smooth, so smooth. Yeah, at least she's trying to kind of be professional at the beginning. Like, well, you can make an appointment during my office hours. Yeah. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> and we see how well that goes eventually. Um, and then also we find out that Benny and Veronica are going to try out for cheerleading. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, oh, this is where I liked this because I thought we were going to get the rote like, oh, Veronica and the gay BFF and Cheryl like totally calls that out. Like, mm-hmm. oh. yeah, that was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Is the gay best friend still a thing? Right. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is awesome. So we're not just going to let this cliche like go unchecked. Like, yeah, because he was checked. like, oh, yeah, because he was like, is, is like cheerleading still, a, is being a cheerleader still a thing or whatever? And then she's like, is being the gay best friend still a thing? Yeah. And I'm like, ha <laughs> <laughs> um, Real quick, though, we skipped over. I will briefly touch on it. Uh, Fred Andrews and Hermione Lodge having a conversation um, where she yes. asked for a job. Yes. We find out that the two of them dated. And she left him for the rich kid, Hiram. Uh-huh. And Mary split up with Fred. And she's in Chicago now. Okay, there's a lot of stuff that happens right here. Hermione has a little bit of money saved, but she's looking for someone to help her, like Fred. And um, then we find out that Hiram was on trial for fraud and embezzlement. So Fred's like, well, how, you know, like, it's going to look weird if you're balancing the books. So that all happened. Okay, back to Cheryl. Um, And, oh, yeah, so she connects. So she's, like chumming up with veronica right and it's like oh my god you should totally cheerlead my handle is cheryl bombshell <laughs> i love it she's and this isn't the only time she'll just casually drop in social media like twitter yeah. specifically um yeah so right she's like jockeying for veronica to try out for cheerleading but veronica won't do it unless betty can come too yeah which we're which supposed was... to think is nice I thought it was nice. Mm-hmm. You don't think it's nice. Oh, my no. gosh. <laughs> oh, and then Cheryl also, with the references, said that Betty was a little to season five Betty Draper. Oh, that's right. Because apparently we find out that Betty, I guess, was fat or, like, high school fat. Who knows? You know. Mm-hmm. Not actually. <laughs> um. And also that these kids watched Mad Men. Which, yeah. <laughs> if I was their age, my mother would not let me near. But <laughs> Well, obviously Cheryl's parents are a little occupied. She That's can kind of uh, do whatever she wants. Um okay, so Archie and Miss Grundy. He plays his song for her. Mm-hmm. Um and that's when we find out. This is when we find out they were together at Sweetwater River. I keep calling it a lake, but Sweetwater River. Right. And they heard a mysterious noise on July 4th while they were there. Yes. Um, a gunshot, or <laughs> what sounded like a gunshot at the very least. But for some reason, she's trying to tell him it wasn't a gunshot. It was obviously a gunshot. Yeah, it was totally a gunshot. Um, and she was, but she's against Archie telling anyone because then people would know that they were there together and she doesn't, I mean... That is something she obviously does not want to happen. Right. That would be a career ender for sure. For sure. So we have, and is that at that point when she agrees to help him? And then also see if he can get some credit for it too. 
which is yeah she she was kind of like holding back but i think it's like oh well if i don't say anything you'll help me i think we kind of get to that agreement by that point yeah Mm -hmm. so now we jump to cheerleading tryouts yep we find out a little bit more about what went down between jason cheryl's brother and polly betty's sister but okay this is another time where cheryl shuts shit down which was also great yes because she's like where's the heat girls where's the sizzle (laughs) and ronnie and betty kiss and then cheryl was like faux lesbian kissing hasn't been taboo since 1994 i loved it yeah she's just like shutting everything down she's like no no that's not happening we're not doing that here this is not scandalous like this is like yawn who cares so Loved that. Okay. I did too. (laughs) (laughs) And this is where Cheryl really starts to push Betty. Yeah. And we find out a little bit more about how Betty copes with her, with strong emotions or doesn't cope with her strong emotions by digging her fingers, fingernails into the palm of her hands. Yeah. Really tightly so that it's like her palm starts bleeding. Right. And yeah. we notice that Veronica kind of catches it. Yeah. Yeah. So she picks up on that and does what like, she can. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that came after Cheryl said, Jason's probably why your sister had a nervous breakdown and lives in a group home. So that's where that's when we find out like that's where Polly is. And it or at least that's what Cheryl knows right right so so the the word on the street or whatever the word in school is that polly had a nervous breakdown and she's in a group home and we think it's connected to jason we're still not we're getting pieces of the puzzle but not enough to make it really clear yeah the sequence of events but yeah um Veronica stands her ground. She wants, even though Betty gets cut, she's still sticking with the, like, it's us together, you know. And she just lays into Cheryl. You would rather people fear than like you. You're so rich you've never been held accountable. Eventually, there will be a reckoning. Maybe that reckoning is now, and maybe that reckoning is me. Betty and I come as a matching set. I was just like, so good. That is so funny. And you're just like, ugh, whatever. I wrote in my notes, V being V, I roll. <laughs> that is too weird. Okay, anyway. All right, football practice. Yes. So yeah. Coach does something that I don't think any coach would actually ever do. And I'm yeah. glad that the show, like, eventually comes back around to this. Yeah. But he gives Archie... The number nine jersey, which was Jason's jersey. Yeah. It's weird and it's kind so of weird. morbid and strange. Yeah. And then he's just it's just like, okay, well, moving on. Here you go. Varsity <laughs> position with the same uniform. Like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, very bizarre. All of that was bizarre. But then we also start to find out that, like, Archie is not the most truthful um, because earlier he told his dad that he's going to have football, so he can't help mm-hmm. him out with work and the family business. And now he tells coach, like, oh, I can't 
be on varsity because I my dad wants me to help him with his business when really it's like, oh, I want to do music and or be around Miss Grundy. Yeah, so he's so this is like the classic oh, like you tell like it's two friends hanging out, but they tell one parent they're at like the other kid's house, you know, right. vice versa. It's like that same thing. That never yeah. works. Of course it never works. Figure it out. (laughs) As Fred does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh. um, So then, anything else on football practice? No, that was pretty short. Yeah. But then we also, like, we do understand why Veronica's trying so hard. Um, Because she used to be Cheryl at her old school yeah. until everything went down. So um, Veronica and Betty are having a conversation um, and Betty appreciates like all that she did um, for sticking up for her. And we find out that Veronica used to be like Cheryl at her old school. And then mm-hmm. when everything went down with her dad, then that was kind of her humbling moment. Yeah, for sure. And she decided that she was going to be a reformed mean girl from Mm -hmm. then on. Um, And then that's when Betty shares a little bit about how it wasn't really Jason who broke Polly, but it was their mother, Mm -hmm. which is totally believable. Yeah, for sure. Um, Oh, and also when they're getting ready, Ronnie says to Betty, oh, very Betty Draper season one. Okay. Uh, just picking him up picking him up and I think this is the first time that Veronica calls Archie Archie Kins yes and I was like yay (laughs) oh it's like the com I mean I'm already saying like Veronica and Ronnie because like there's so many Ronnies in the comic and it was cool to see like the first Archie Kins yeah for sure definitely um and so then Veronica, she does do a nice thing. She asks Archie to go to the dance with both of them, with both her and Betty. Yeah, but like, wait, wasn't it, wasn't it really like, I, okay, I wrote this this way and I just can't remember if this is correct. I wrote, Ronnie's forcing Betty to ask Archie out, but she blows it and invites both of them to the dance. So she was, like, kind of being awkward. And then Archie was like, I'm not really in the headspace for a dance. And then Ronnie was like, oh, come on, Archiekins. Like, let's all go together. It'll be so fun or whatever. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Okay, okay. So Betty asks, but instead of just asking for herself, she's like, you could go with us or whatever. Like, do you both want to go? Uh, it's like you, you just had your chance, but oh well. Yeah. Well, and, but it's interesting because we knew like she wasn't going to do it anyway. And this is like a nice way. This first episode does do that balancing act of like, how much are we going to play up the triangle? How much are we going to keep like things platonic? And we'll see how well that goes later. Um, and of course, when Betty gets home, Alice is not happy that yeah. she is making these unfocused decisions. Well, and that she's part of Cheryl Blossom's cheerleading squad. Right. You know. And is friends with Veronica. Yeah. Ugh. Bad <laughs> choices all around. 
Right. So many bad decisions. According to you. (laughs) (laughs) And then we drop in for just a second on the lodge home, on the pied-à-terre, and we, um, Smithers brings a bag that Hermione, like, forgot to bring in, or found. I think he, I, he said it was, like, dropped off at the building, right? Like, a missing bag? I didn't write that down, so I just, I wrote, missing bag, oh, cash. Oh, see, I wrote, missing bag dropped off at building. There you go. So obviously someone dropped it off in the building, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I wrote, filled with cash, holy shit, and all cash. <laughs> and the only identifying feature of the bag are the initials HM. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's that. Like, oh, Hiram, what have you done? <laughs> it's Hiram up to his money laundry Hiram antics. Hiram hijinks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Double H's. Yeah, totally. <laughs> all over the place. So Fred finds out about Archie's little lie because it's a total mother-father thing where, like, Coach called Fred and was like, hey, why can't Archie play football? And Fred was like, what do you mean? He told me that he couldn't help me work. And so we get this big, like, like, for me, what I'm really picking up on, again, is, like, just these scenes of, like, parental expectations And just, like, Fred is, like, really big into, like, character and not lying and being upfront and honest. And so he just talks a little bit about that with Archie. Yeah. And this is... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah. So I guess, like, it was in this scene where I'm really just trying to figure out, and back at school, too, like, of course, like, music was part of the comic books for Archie, but, like, in this series, it's hard to tell, like, is it music or is it Miss Grundy? Like, what is driving his passion here, right? Like, right. did you question that? Um, A little bit, but he did talk about at lunch, you know, like, earlier how he was like, oh, I, you know, like, I... I really spent a lot of time with music, and I don't think it was just Miss Grundy. I think it, I don't know, it's hard to tell, but it seems like he's really interested in music because he had these two paths laid out for him, right? Football, the family business, and he doesn't seem to be interested in either one, and it seems like he's shooting for a different future for himself. Yeah. And so he's pushing back on both of those things. And it's interesting because in the comic, I mean, he's got football and he's got music going on. And he, it, there's, there doesn't really seem, at least I can't really remember, a struggle between anything. No. So it's, it's interesting to see that in the show. Like, yeah, between music and football, where it's like, well, and, and of course, you know, the adults are just kind of trying to figure out I think what's going to lead to the best scholarship, right? Yeah, right. Like what's going to pay for him to get to college, Mm -hmm. which is a funny concern because you think like, well, you want a business. Well, he, yeah. I mean, he's talked to him about going to business school too, to come back and run the business, but Archie doesn't want that. Right, right. But he also pushes him to be confident in in his decisions, which I think is really cool. Like, um, 
he could lean heavier on, okay, I really, you know, like this is my legacy and I want to leave it for you. But I think it's great that we close out the scene where he's just like, listen, your decisions are going to have consequences and I just want you to be confident in the decisions that you're making. Yeah. Just own the things that you find important. I think that that's a really good piece of advice. I agree. Now we get to the Met Ball. Just kidding. The dance. <laughs> oh, I was like, well, we can talk about being confident in your decisions. There's so many bad, bad decisions that happen in the rest of this episode. I love also, here's another good uh, Ronnie reference. Can't we in this post James Franco world be all things at once? <laughs> That was a good line. I will give her that one. I'm going to make you love her. I'm going to make you love her. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. But that was a great line because it's just one of those other, like, matter-of-fact approaches to the fact where they just talk about, like, sexuality on a spectrum. And because we find out that Moose is on the DL. Um, Yes. And I was like, oh, that's why Midge isn't around. Because I was like, where's Midge? Oh, that's why we don't see her. That makes so much more sense now. Yes. (laughs) And so we find out that Kevin and Moose have a side thing happening between them. Uh Oh, this is where Miss Grundy finally... Um, agrees to help Archie. Right, right. Once again, in one of their public conversations that they should not have been having. Oh, and so then, yeah, so she's like, we'll meet Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 7.30 before first period. And I just wrote, damn, school starts late. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had a zero-hour class in high school that started at 6.40. Oh, so school started at like 7.20, 7.30, something like that. And I'm like, their school must not start until like almost eight thirty. That is yeah, like so how are luxuriously late. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how they're going to literary fellowships starting that late. Like, that is so late. Yeah, that's really late. Yeah, I was like, wow. Well, I wish I lived in Riverdale because I'd get to sleep in. <laughs> I woke up at five a.m. every day, like after a rehearsal till ten p.m. Like how? How are they living this life? I am so jealous. High TV high schools. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we get to see the first performance of Josie and the Pussycats at the <laughs> dance. And they do a cover of a song I love, which is Cindy Lauper's All Through the Night. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cheryl <laughs> mentions that it's the song... That her parents listened to when Jason and Cheryl were conceived. Yeah. And I was like, ew. Gross. <laughs> like, why? I don't know what song was on when mm-hmm. my parents conceived me, and I don't ever want to find out. Why would you want to know? Why? Uh, why? Yeah. I, in no universe do I want to know that. Ever. 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 No, like brain bleach okay um (laughs) and nor would i like want to play it to honor my brother in public (laughs) yeah like this i mean there's just there were so many things right out the gate from episode one that i was just like wow they're creepy yeah yeah they are creepy and i was like how creepy should i find them you know and it was just trying to sort through that in the first episode like well they're definitely showing (laughs) 
a really weird side of these people. So I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, that is always a question where you're just like, how close were they? Um, And then during the song, this is where Betty gets her heart broken. Yeah. um, Because she finally at Veronica's insistence, silent insistence, takes the leap with Archie, but he turns her down. Yeah, she's like, is that so impossible to imagine? But he's like not paying attention. He's just looking at Miss Grundy. Because that's logical. Come on, Archie. Seriously. Dummy. Um, and then Cheryl invites everyone to an after party at her house. Yes. Where uh, nothing will go wrong. Right. And you can already tell because she's scheming with her two sidekicks. Yeah. That she wanted to make sure to get the three of them there. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it leads to seven minutes in heaven. So classic. So, <laughs> wait, I Did just, you? Okay, wait. Oh, go ahead. I refuse to believe that high schoolers of today play this game. Okay, did you ever play it? I never played it. Me but neither. I was also never invited to parties like that. Oh, I thought you were so. going to say you were never invited to parties. And I was like, I'm really sad. We need to stop everything and talk. <laughs> um, I got, I mean, I we did like spin the bottle. But like, we never did seven minutes in heaven. That's like yeah. too long, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. We just weren't into not saying that we were like puritanical or anything but we i don't know we never played those kinds of games we watched tv and yeah. played video games i did a lot of ddr <laughs> a lot of right. ddr yeah just that lot. just that we weren't into that at a party so yeah. this is supposed to be so of course cheryl orchestrates it in a way that Veronica and Archie wind up in the closet. And obviously Betty is upset about this because she well, just it, yeah. had her heart smashed to pieces. It was like too diabolical too because like the bottle ended up in the middle oh, of yes. Veronica and Betty. And then Cheryl was like, let's just say it's Veronica. You know, <laughs> like just go on. And then I don't know who's – oh, wait. I think – oh, I think Veronica says this once – She's in the closet with Archie. She says Cheryl Blossom is truly the Antichrist. Yes. I love that, too. (laughs) She does say that. And it's funny because the song in the background um, during this whole scene, not when they're in the closet, but right before, was Tegan and Sarah's boyfriend, which if you listen to the lyrics of the song, then you're just like, oh, man, twist the knife (laughs) even harder. So just a note on music. (laughs) But now we're supposed to be in this, like, very sexy scene between Veronica and Archie, and we're supposed to believe that there's, like, the hottest chemistry ever between them. And I just was like, I can't do this. (laughs) You hate her so much. No, I just can't, like, deal with, like, even though they're not really teenagers, but it's just like you are not supposed to be this sexy in high school. Like <laughs> they're just smooth talkers. I mean, you know. I don't know. I hung out with the wrong kids in high school, apparently. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> 
So they try to like not make anything happen by asking each other questions. But then the questions get sexy and eventually they kiss. Yeah, of course. And, you know, this sealed, really sealed it for me with Veronica because practice some self-control, lady. She's in high school. (laughs) Hormones. Are you kidding? But she acts like such an adult in every other way. So you mean you couldn't make seven minutes go by without kissing this guy? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay. She's in high school. She, this is why I'm saying a lot of the adult stuff, the worldly stuff, the reference stuff, is like a barrier, a protective barrier to hide the fact that she's just another high schooler, you know? She's just a kid figuring it out like everybody else, but she likes to pretend like she's got it all figured out, but she doesn't. And as soon as she gets out of there, she's like, we messed up. Like, that was bad because Betty left. She was upset, and it immediately bummed her out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll buy that. I will totally go along with it. But she is a terrible person. And so. (laughs) (laughs) I do not think she's. I think she's just a high schooler. You know, like high schoolers are selfish. They're not thinking. You know, it's like act for, you know, it's like what's that saying where it's like um, uh, don't like I'd rather ask for. Oh, um, ask forgiveness. Forgiveness than ask for permission. Yeah. I feel like that's just like every high schooler ever. Yeah, it could be. It could be. <laughs> okay, you don't have to cut her slack yet. That's fine. <laughs> I, I remember back. kind of being like, oh, come on. But, I mean, she she felt bad. I, uh, we've all made mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. And she was at least smart enough to know, like, we need to split up. Yeah. Like, the last thing we need to do is try to find her together. Yeah. Um. And so Archie goes looking for Betty at mm-hmm. Pops, but he doesn't find Betty. Instead, he finds Jughead. He was looking for the girl next door. Instead, he found me. <laughs> Jughead in all his glory. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I am in love with him. Like, <laughs> Who knew a <laughs> Disney child actor star would be so goddamn good. Seriously. So goddamn good. So good. He's so good. His so Twitter good. is amazing. Is if you it? haven't looked at it, I have it's wonderful. My favorite tweet of his recently was he just posted, My hips are pathological liars. I'll give you a second. I have low like I'm like, I need to look this up. Okay, you know, like you know like sh- <laughs> Shakira, you know, my hips don't lie. And he, oh. <laughs> he was just, my hips are pathological liars. And I was like, that's the funniest thing. Thank you. You win Twitter. That is really funny. The best thing ever. His his tweets are good and his brother's tweets are um, equally good. They're both really funny dudes. So okay. it's cool to see these like kids who are like total twerps when I was growing up. I'm like, you were tiny. Now you're all grown up. And very funny, and that's really cool and crazy. But Jughead, like I said, Jughead was always my favorite. So I would say I'm the most, like, like, 
loyal to the preservation of his character and obviously mm-hmm. this is a very different take on Jughead yes, but I'm very totally different. on board with it I'm fine he's doing a great job like it's super cool yeah and that's I found what they did with him so interesting and I love it um because I don't know if I could have taken comic book Jughead um oh, I just found that tweet okay <laughs> yeah like you know uh, enjoy yourself looking through his Twitter after this because it's it's really good. Yeah. Um, so he's like, this is the first time we see them interact. And I think this is the first time, I don't know, at least when I watched it the first time through, where I was like, oh, weird. They hadn't hung out like the whole series. Yeah. The whole episode. Yeah. And it was like, you could, t- and you're like, oh, Things are weird between them. And that's, you know, that's really different because, like, they're always, like, super tight in the comics. Right. So that was kind of strange. Like, right. what happened to Archie and Jughead? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we can feel the tension. We know that something's not right. But then even Jughead, like, says something about it. Like, talk to her and, like, saying, like, I wish you would have talked to me, or you probably have yeah. the quote written down here. Like, I don't have that one, actually. Um, the only thing that I put in this scene was that Jughead, because at first you don't really know why he's narrating. Uh-huh. But then you see, oh, he's working on a novel of the summer. Right, right. And I was like, oh, that's, like, a clever way to, like, throw that in there. Yeah, and so we'll have to talk about that some other time, but I'd like to know what you think about the effectiveness of the nar- of the narration. Like, they gave us a reason why it exists. Yeah. Um, but it would just, yeah, we'll talk about that some other time. I mean, I don't even think they needed to give a reason, but I'm okay with him writing a novel. Like, that's totally fine. But yeah. it, I think it would have been just as effective without that, without with him just narrating. But it's like, okay, this is how I see Jughead. I see him as like the Robert Graysmith of this show. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Robert Graysmith, (laughs) he wrote the Zodiac books um, because he was the guy. Okay, if you saw the Zodiac movie, he's Jake Gyllenhaal. And he's the one who like put together all of those clues that were like split between, you know, three precincts and three newspapers mm-hmm. into one book. And that's why they even got kind of close to figuring out who the Zodiac Killer was. So I think Jughead kind of sees himself as like a Robert Graysmith type of a character. Sure. Like he's not the Coopers. He's yeah. not working for the newspaper. Right. He's not, you know, uh, Kevin's dad. Right. He's not in, you know, he's not working with the police. He is Robert Graysmith. He's somewhere in the middle and he's Mm -hmm. just like patching everything together. And he's not necessarily, or well, I mean, he's interested in taking what he finds to the powers that be. But right now he's just kind of laying low and putting things together because he's the kind of guy who can kind of fly under the radar and show up places and people aren't asking questions about him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the Robert Graysmith thing just came to my mind like two minutes ago. So that I was to, really good. I put that out there because I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what it is. That's yeah. exactly who he is. 
Okay, anyway, continue. Totally. No, that's <laughs> great. So Archie does finally find Betty. Um, they are outside of her house. And um, he basically says that he can't be with her um, because she's so perfect and he'll never be good enough for her. Ugh. And, which is such a cop out. I heard that. Ugh. I, I remember growing up hearing that. From <laughs> Seriously, I had a guy break, like, before things even really started, he broke up with me using that line. And he wasn't the only one. And not, I'm not trying to brag. What I'm trying to say is that, like, nobody's perfect. There's, in no universe right. was I perfect. But right. I was just like, I was like, I was a lot like Betty. I think that's why I like Betty so much because I was a lot like her, you know, got friend zoned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you like know. one of those things that boys use where it's just like, have the guts to be like, I'm just not interested or there's someone else or, yeah. yeah, because it's like one of those reasons that it's just like, that's just not true. Like, you know, it's not true when you hear it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think there is, there might be some truth to it. Like there's some fear there, but it's like, you're obviously not looking at the situation in a rational way. Like, right. you know, that, I mean, maybe you don't, you're in high school. Like maybe you're not smart enough to, <laughs> to realize that nobody's perfect at that point. I don't really know. Um, that's true. But I, yeah, that's like the kind of thing that I was involved in a lot of stuff. Like I, like still I'm <laughs> involved in a lot of stuff, but like I did, you know, band and choir and musical and I didn't get straight A's, but like pretty close, you know? So like I had a, I had a couple guys say that kind of thing to me. Like, well, look at all the things you're good at. You're so perfect. It's like. So I can't want to date somebody. Like it's right. not like I have the same standards for you. Like <laughs> you can suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but it's so it's it. it is a, it's a total cop out. But at the same time, I think there is some like insecurity that shines through from that from from guys. You know. Yeah. 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 Well, and and in this case, at least, of course, like Archie's affections are now torn between two women, girls. Yeah. He has Miss Grundy and Veronica. And Betty will just... But, and then we'll see how this plays out in the next episode, too. But it is also, like, kind of starting to show, like, how the series is going to diverge a little bit in this triangle, where, right. like, they're at least taking that step to, like, say, like, okay, we're going to at least shut one of them down. Yeah. Right away. All right. So that this night has been going on for forever, yeah. um, but it's not over yet because <laughs> then we find Kevin and Moose hooking up, have a little rendezvous. <laughs> I love that Kevin goes. I love a good closet cake. <laughs> Kevin doesn't hold anything back. He's just like, let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And, and we'll even get more of that in the next episode. Yeah. But their tryst is interrupted. Yes. By what is perhaps one of the most hilarious falls I've ever seen on a television <laughs> show. But I understand, like, something had to happen. Yeah. But they are at Sweetwater River. 
and Kevin sl- slides because it's like always rainy there. Yeah. And for mood purposes, <laughs> right? <laughs> mood and style. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and as he gets up, he discovers the body of Jason Blossom. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> but we find a little piece of information mm-hmm. with that body, and he has a gunshot wound in his forehead. Yeah. I was like, yeah. (laughs) And yeah, so Jughead um, narrating to close it out. You know, the gossip progresses through the school, right? The world around us had changed maybe forever. It was a town of shadows and secrets now. And we know that an arrest is coming up. Whose arrest? Y'all. We'll have to get to that later. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> First episode of Riverdale Down. It only took us longer than the episode actually runs. No big deal. So I we love go. that we can give the Real Housewives of Auckland the same critical, like, rigor <laughs> <laughs> as Riverdale. Oh, my God. And I don't know how far you've gotten in Auckland, but uh, things get... Things get pretty pretty heated pretty fast in oh. there, too. So I'm all caught up. Oh, you are all caught up. Oh, we have so much to talk about. Yeah. Okay, so more Riverdale, more Auckland to come. Oh, one thing I wanted to say before we close this episode, a note that I had about Pops was just how beautiful the color was in it. And, like, yes. in, the, in general, the colors in the show are so gorgeous. Yes. And you especially see it at the diner, all those, like, pinks and blues. And um, I just love what they did with, with, like, color overall in the show. And it kind of feels like Drive or something like yeah, that, you know? right? Like, it, there's such atmosphere, yeah. like, throughout but I yeah like one of my like the gym during the um assembly it was like the Nashville Instagram filter um <laughs> but like Pops is like gorgeous yeah like, one, Pops is so pretty yeah the one thing they do that really annoys me though is the lens flares it's like this is not a J.J. Abrams production <laughs> why are we lens flaring I kind of like the lens flares <laughs> <laughs> But not as much as I like Veronica, so. I was going to say, oh. If you were wondering what the order was, it's like Lens Flares, then Veronica, (laughs) then Betty, then Jughead. Okay. So we disagree on Lens Flares and Veronica. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I think think that's it for episode one of Riverdale and episode two of Pop Culture Diner. Yay, we made it. Yay, thanks for hanging out with us, everybody.